go somewhere that, that gets you out of your comfort zone. It's, it's, it's a scary decision for a lot of people to make, but I can't recommend that enough. Hey everyone, my name is Sarah. Welcome to Friendly Faces, Amazing Places, a podcast where each week I share stories from real people I've met while traveling. Everything from horror stories to inspiring adventures to insightful tips and advice. So sit back, fasten your seatbelt, and come explore the world with me and my friends. Hey everybody, welcome back to Friendly Faces, Amazing Places with your host, Sarita. Um, I hope you all enjoyed my video from last week where I tried Steven's workout and I completely failed. If you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and check it out on our YouTube and Instagram channels. This week, I talked to my friend Mira. She's from the Netherlands, but we met in Chile. We talked about travel mishaps, and I love how Mira is able to turn even bad situations into positive ones. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode. Mira, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. And can you please introduce yourself? Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, I'm really nice. Uh, glad that you invited me. Um, well, I'm Mira. I'm 22 years old and I'm from the Netherlands. And I met you uh, in a hostel where you were working. And I was there also for quite a few weeks. So we, we hung out a lot. Yeah. Awesome. When is your birthday, by the way? Uh, the 15th of September. Oh, okay. So we're really close in age because I'm also 22. Yeah. And my birthday's your in birthday? December. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So can you um, tell us again, where are you from and what is something that you would recommend people to see if they traveled to your home? Well, yeah, I'm from the Netherlands, a really, really small country in, the, uh, in Europe. I think you should visit uh, the beaches in the Netherlands. Uh, they're like really nice and big, but um, yeah. And, and the special thing about the Netherlands is that it, it's really flat. Uh, you don't have any mountains or yeah, almost no hills. Um, and yeah, Nether the Netherlands are of course famous for its tulips and flowers. Uh, so mm -hmm. I would recommend the Keukenhof. Yeah, that's the place where all the beautiful tulips are and, and like, literally every color that's possible um yeah and just hire rent a bike and go biking and uh, you'll see lots of lovely small villages with beautiful architecture i love that awesome i've been to amsterdam but i haven't really gotten to explore more of the netherlands so i'll have to go back <laughs> so can you retell the story of how we met we were in santiago both uh, of course we met um and I just arrived there, I think. Yeah, it was my first hostel where I went to. It's called Aji Hostel. And you worked there as a volunteer for yeah, also quite a few weeks. And well, I think we we have seen each other, like we, we walked by each other quite a few times, but didn't really introduce ourselves. And then we were hanging around, uh, hanging out with the same people. And then eventually we yeah, we got to know each other better and because you were like uh, also, uh, yeah, you were around a lot in the hostel and so was yeah. I. And then, yeah, we ended up talking and going out and yeah, nice. Yeah. That was how we met. <laughs> I remember we, yeah, I remember having a lot of really good times with you. And I remember specifically, we definitely went out to the club one night 
and that was really fun and yeah I just remember you're a really fun person to be around so I'm really glad I met you yes so am I yeah (laughs) awesome um what kind of traveler are you well it was actually my first trip so alone Uh, so I was a solo traveler for the first time Um, and my plan was to travel for half a year um, by myself Uh, and well I started off with like in one city for a few weeks in Santiago to learn Spanish. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm like a rookie. I'm a beginner. (laughs) And how far into your trip did you get before you got cut off by (laughs) Corona? Um, I've been traveling for two months, but because, yeah, a lot of things happened, I had to stay a little bit longer in Santiago and had to return there. So eventually I only traveled, like really traveled around for three weeks and I stayed in Santiago for five weeks in total. Have you always traveled, like with your family growing up, or was this really your first time getting out and traveling? Um, well, we used to go uh, to France a lot. We, my parents really loved camping, and uh, well, I grew up with camping. Mm-hmm. Um, so every year we went to, to France, but also to other countries eventually. eventually. Um, to Norway and to Spain and um, Austria, Austria and well other countries. I did like got used to being in in other countries and I really liked it. So that's why I wanted to explore more of the world. What languages do you speak? Dutch. Um, I speak English. <laughs> so as you can hear now, uh, <laughs> I was starting to learn Spanish and I'm still uh, practicing Spanish. Now, um, and at school, at high school, I learned French and German, but, well, I actually don't speak those languages a lot anymore. What do you do when you're not traveling? I, well, I just finished my studies, uh, pedagogical sciences, uh, in combination with, yeah, like a a primary school teacher uh, education. Um, So I'm basically a primary school teacher now, um, but I just don't want to work just yet, and I... Uh, that was why I was traveling, um, but I'm going to continue studying. So next year I'm going to start uh, with a master's uh, in, about pedagogical sciences. That's super cool. I didn't know that about you. Do you have a favorite place in the world that you've been? I think it's Patagonia. Um, and that was uh, the first time I went there was like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I really, I just... It was so bad that I couldn't see more of it because I just arrived and I saw oh, such beautiful glaciers and wild nature and I really, really, really loved that. I like to call this next section Around the World in 20 Questions. Plan it or wing it? Wing it. Solo travel or group travel? Solo. Are you a heavy packer or a light packer? Heavy, I am but too. less heavy yeah. than you. <laughs> I've seen all your shoes. Oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> and all your makeup. <laughs> um, beach or mountains? Mountains. Desert or rainforest? Rainforest. Cities or nature? Nature. What is your favorite food from your travels? Um, it's actually um, a little sauce I I found in uh, Chile. Mm-hmm. It's called Pebre, and they serve it with everything there, but I love it so much. It's not like a plate or something, but I made it actually yesterday and oh, it's just delicious. 
What is your favorite drink or beverage that you've tasted while traveling? It's just a, a drink I already knew, mojito. What is the longest flight you've been on? From Santiago back home, but first I had to go to Paris. And that mm -hmm. was like ooh, 14, 15 hours, I think. On a plane, would you rather sit next to a really smelly person or a crying baby? <laughs> I like this question. Um... <laughs> Well, I like children, so I would say a crying baby. And I mean, you can put in earplugs. So, but smell, oh, you, you wouldn't sit like with your nose shut all the time. That's not, that would be so rude. If your travels were a movie, what genre would they be? Romantic, but also comedy. Romantic comedy, I think. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of fun things happen and sometimes I'm a little bit clumsy. But it also, everything is fine in the end. It will always have a happy end. Are you more for the gram or for the fan? Oh, a little bit of both, actually, because I did post a lot of stories on my Instagram, but I actually haven't posted any pictures in my, in my actual feed, mm -hmm. uh, which I should do because, I mean, it's nice. <laughs> um, but I send a lot of more pictures to my family. What is the coolest historical thing you've seen? The Berlin Wall, is that called? Yeah, the Berlin yeah, Wall. Yeah. yeah, in Berlin. And it was so impressive to see like that huge thing. And it's only it's not even that long a long time ago. Skydiving or scuba diving? Skydiving. Would you rather have a hot one night stand or a week long travel romance that doesn't go anywhere? A week long travel romance, I think. If you could take a date anywhere in the world, what is the rom most romantic place you can think of? It would be at a beautiful, yeah, a beautiful beach, maybe. Walking tour or going rogue? What means going rogue? Like just um, going... It means like just somewhere. doing your own thing, basically. Walking tour, because then you got to, uh, to know a lot more about the history of a place. And I mean... Of course, also walking around yourself is really nice, but then you won't get all the other information. What is one essential thing you always pack other than like your passport, your phone, the things that you need? For me, it was my travel journey because I just really, really like to, to write some of my stories down. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't go without it. If you could live anywhere and money wasn't an issue, where would you live? I really, really love the vibes of South America. So I think I would just want to live in South America um, but I haven't seen it all so I don't, wouldn't know in which part in which country but mm -hmm. I really I think I can see myself living there travel is really quite a broad spectrum to a lot of people some people just go for like a weekend, some people take their two weeks off from work to go somewhere, and some people travel long-term, like you and me. What role does travel play in your life, and how has it changed you as a person? Um, well, up until this year, it I didn't like really travel longer than for like three weeks or something, and I also didn't really travel, travel, like as in I see traveling, you're going to a place for longer times as so as we did um, and that's well what I just uh, started doing this year um, mm -hmm. and well it I just really really liked it because it gives you so much freedom you can do whatever you want and 
you you also meet people you you never meet in your like normal daily life mm-hmm. um which gives you yeah different um angles and different uh insights uh perspectives on how you see the world and i think that's really uh yeah like you learn a lot from that and i also really learned how to save myself in another country because mm-hmm. well i will maybe tell later about that but also a lot of bad things happened um and well but i i think fig- i figured out how to uh, handle those kinds of situations and yeah how to also um save yourself in uh, in another another language and another culture yeah yeah and that's that's probably one of the most difficult things um to do um is to save yourself in not only in another language but in somewhere you just don't even know so i mm-hmm. think that's really important that's a good point um how do you decide where to travel um well, I before I, I went to South America, I just um, looked up some places I wanted to see. But I, th- I thought, like, I, I'm not going to plan everything. I'm not going to buy every plane ticket or book every bus ride or, or so. So I only really planned my first two weeks or something. And then mm-hmm. from there, um, yeah, I think I learned by talking to other people because... Um, I mean, they have maybe already been there um, or people who live there uh, can give you a lot more inside information. And in that way, you will see like really, really places you maybe you wouldn't have seen in like a Lonely Planet guide or something. So, yeah, I don't plan everything. And I I mostly ask other people, like, what would you recommend? I love that answer because I do that, too, now. And it's something that I've learned to do. Like, I used to be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to see this, this, and this. And now I'm like, I'll just show up and see what people recommend, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because at first I thought, would that be possible? Or, But yeah, it, it was so easy. And everybody's like, oh, do you want to come? And then, yeah, of course, you just go. And yeah, you end up in situations you yeah might have not been ended up to. Uh, like when you go on a guided tour or whatever or with a group. Who is the most interesting person you've met? Ooh, do I have to say a name or no? No, you don't have to name them. But <laughs> it's if you anonymous. Could just... Let's yeah. see. Well, it's a guy I um I've been traveling with for one week because he he was like really open minded in he doesn't believe in like living at one place, but that you can you can decide for yourself where you want to go. And well, for I actually always thought like. Oh, I will stay in the Netherlands maybe because yeah, of course you have your friends and family there. But also, yeah, he really showed me that it's also possible to to build a life somewhere else and where you because he was thinking that I wanna go to Santiago and I wanna uh work there and and now he's saving up money and he wants to um to build like a hostel somewhere uh, one day. Wow. Um yeah, and that was really like whoa. Well, maybe I'm just sometimes too caught up in, okay, I'm just studying and after studying I will go working. But I mean, it's not always that you have to go to lead such a, follow such a fixed path. But he made me realize that you can live a lot more flexible. That's a great answer. I love that. 
Do you have any money-saving tips for traveling? Don't eat out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, find a hostel that includes uh, breakfast. And, well, like we did, we found a hostel that even included breakfast and dinner, which was awesome. And really choose, like, what you want to spend your money on. Like, do you, if you really, really, really want to do something or see something that costs a lot of money, do it, of course. But then you may might uh, want to save up on something else. So I know this is, I think these next two questions go hand in hand for you. Um, and you only have to share this if you feel comfortable doing it. The next question is, do you have any safety tips or stories, like horror stories, that people can Yeah, <laughs> I have it, and of course I want to share it. Um, well, yeah, you already know it, but uh, yeah, I got robbed. So yeah, it happens a lot, especially yeah in uh, South America. Well, a lot of places, like busy places. But before I went on my trip, everybody said, okay, be careful. Yes, mm-hmm. you have to be careful. And always wear your stuff, uh, your important stuff, as such as your passport, your phone, on your body. So I usually um, wore my fanny pack all the time with all my important stuff inside of it. But only this one day I got robbed, I didn't. And I still, I feel so oh. bad about it. And I still think like, oh, why didn't I just do it that day? But it was because, uh, well, I was traveling with a girl I met and we uh, we actually were in a lot of hurry because we, we did this hike and then our bus was leaving in almost 15 minutes and we still weren't like down the hill yet. So we almost missed the bus. Um, but we got on it and then, well, we were like really sweaty and uh, not really thinking much. Um, so I didn't, I didn't put on my, my fanny pack. I put it in my, uh, my small backpack. And then uh, we arrived at the big bus station. And well, we were actually planning to take a bus from La Serena to Santiago. Well, our big backpacks were stashed under the, the, in the trunk of the bus. And well, that's what always happens. And the bus driver helped us with that. So that was fine. But then already there was like kind of a strange situation because there was a lady outside the bus and she was like welcoming us. But I mean, that's not a usual thing. Like, oh, bienvenidos en el bus, blah, blah, blah. And that was already like a distraction thing, I think. Um, Mm. And then we entered the bus and uh, well, we were just uh, going to our seats. And then there was this guy and he said um, in Spanish and well, my Spanish wasn't like that good at the moment. It was like, oh, yeah, you have to put your your small backpacks up there, like in another, the part, the high part of the bus, because, uh, yeah, that's what we do here or something. And I was like, why? Um, you oh, you're supposed to keep your stuff yourself but he was like so insisting and mm-hmm. that's why I gave him my bag and he put it uh up in the the rack and then he went away and I saw that he didn't have my bag so I was like okay this is fine but still we all were Weird. already sensing a, like yeah a strange feeling and then we I was talking with my friend yeah then there was another guy who was already inside of the bus and then uh, he took my bag while I wasn't paying attention. And then, um, but I already found it like three minutes afterwards because I was looking for my phone and my phone also was in that bag. 
and every 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 single thing was in that bag a lot of cash a lot of my my passport my driver's license everything and yeah it was horrible uh, the bus didn't wasn't driving yet so I could uh, ask like the the bus driver like maybe have you seen someone or um, yeah can we get our big backpacks and call the police and then uh, well there was a really sweet sweet old man who helped us with everything he called the police like three times until they finally came it took some hours because I mean there it's so usual so common that tourists get robbed and I can I could see the the camera footage and we saw how the uh, the robbing yeah happened and I just saw that man walking away casually with my backpack and it was like I felt so dumb and oh it wasn't not a nice experience but Fortunately, I was with a friend and I spoke a little bit of Spanish so I could explain what happened also to the police. Yeah, but that was um, how I got robbed. But now I think if I if this similar situation would happen again, I would like, of course, primarily just wear my fanny pack at all times. People, please do it. Um, and now, yeah, just never, ever, ever give your luggage to someone. Always keep it um, on your uh, under this, your seat or in between your legs or something. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Sometimes I feel bad about like when people are being nice and offering to move your bag or something, but it's better to be a little bit rude than to lose your stuff. Um, and just for people who haven't traveled a lot, how did you deal with that situation? Like. Um, not only like getting your passport and stuff, but also like emotionally. <laughs> well, at first I was like really crying and so sad about what happened. But I also thought like, okay, I do have to like act quickly now because uh, with a credit card, for example, they can use it, instantly use it. And I, I had um, luck mm. that I was with a friend. So uh, I could use her phone to call my parents and to call um, my insurance and also to block all my, my credit cards um, and also to call the police and stuff. After that and after I, um, I talked with her and with my parents, I got calmed down a bit and I was like, okay, it's just stuff. Um, it will be fine in the end. Um, and even though uh, it was like, not nice it happened eventually i got a new passport and um yeah i my insurance almost paid for everything so also get a real good uh, travel insurance it was only sad that it cost uh, me some time but eventually i returned to santiago because i had to wait there for a new passport and for my credit cards um but also that brought a, a lot of nice things uh, things because i get I got to see the people from the hostel again. Um, I also went on a surf trip with a friend I met. Uh, I made there, which I wouldn't maybe have done if I wouldn't have been robbed because I would have gone to another place already. And I also I went traveling for a week together with someone else. Um, I met there. So also all the bad things bring good things eventually. So yeah, if you lose something, it will recover <laughs> I love that positive spin on that 
Were you, just one more question about this, were you surprised at how uh, how you were able to get a new passport and credit cards and keep traveling? It was relatively easy, actually. Um, my embassy was really helpful, and I actually got a new passport in less than five days already. Wow. Uh, so that was really nice. Um, but only it took me some time to get my new credit cards, because... Um, yeah, they had to be sent to my house in the Netherlands and then my parents had to get it at that house and my parents had to send it. Uh. So that took like one or two weeks in total, uh, like one, yeah, one and a half weeks. So that took me some time, um, but still it was relatively easy. Thanks for sharing that story. Mm -hmm. It's I'm sure it's going to be really helpful for some people. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> What's a pet peeve you have about other travellers? Do you a know pet what pet peeve? peeve? Yeah. <laughs> it's, no. <laughs> it's a phrase that we use for what's something that like annoys you. Oh, okay. I have a good story about this. <laughs> well, it was actually already in my first week. Um, I was sharing a room with a lot of people with, yeah, with five people in total. But one guy, oh, he was like gross. And when he slept, he already warned me actually in advance. He said, yeah, uh, I snore a lot in Spanish, but it was my first day there, so I didn't really understand everything he said. But he said that he snore a lot, but, well, he did actually, actually snore a lot. But next to that, I mean, snoring, I can deal with it. I mean, I put them in my earplugs and I, I can sleep er everywhere I want to. Mm -hmm. But another thing, well, this actually gets back to the, the question about the uh, smelly person next to you. Well, before sleeping, he always um, lighted some incense, and I thought, why would you do that? I mean, the whole room was like filled up with smoke, yeah. and it was really a really intense smell. I really did it, didn't really like that, but it was because he farted in his sleep like all the time, like oh, you could hear it. And I was, um, we were like in a, a bunk bed, and I was in the top bunk, he was in the at the bottom bunk, and oh, it was horrible the smell. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, you just can have bad luck with the people you're in your room with. And it was, I mean, it was a really sweet guy, but when he was sleeping, he was ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think we all have those kinds of stories of people in hostel dorms that we've had to sleep next yeah. to <laughs> or uh, above or below. <laughs> yes. Did you also have an experience like that? Not quite that bad, I would say. Not that bad. <laughs> For me, mental health is a really big part of travel. So when you travel, what are some things that affect your mental health, such as maybe the time that you were robbed, and what keeps you going traveling? For me, it always really helps to talk about it a lot uh, to other people so that you can share your feelings and not just keep it all inside and then get really sad and... Um, yeah, and then that might uh, make you feel like you want to go home or something. But no, um, because I always, yeah, I always talk a lot to other people. And then it's feeling like I get lighter and lighter when I do that. And then I just get it off my chest. And that keeps me, yeah, going and keeps me positive. And oh, yeah, what I also really like to do is uh, do, yeah, I do a lot of yoga back home. And I didn't really do it that much uh, when I was traveling. But I would really, yeah, I think I should have done that more because then you also get your a moment for yourself and you can, yeah, like, how do you say that? Re, uh, refresh or something. Yeah. And 
uh, yeah, meditate on some things you, uh, you're worrying about. And then that also helps me a lot. Do you, I know you mentioned you use a journal. Do you use that for refreshing yourself too? Oh, yes, that too, indeed. Yeah. But in the rub, uh, rubbery case, it was like, that got stolen too so um, (laughs) yeah with all my stories in it so but uh, I bought a new one and then I started writing it it down again (laughs) oh good okay what are some of the most significant cultural differences that you've experienced while traveling I think and that's a difference I, I really like is the the culture in South America is like really um warm and welcoming yeah, when, when you're like at a party or something, people always come uh, to you and you can have a conversation really easily. And with in the Netherlands, that's, I think, quite a difference. Um, and also what I really liked was the the rhythm, the, the daily routines um, that, for example, they eat at like nine or ten in the evening and every restaurant is open. Mm-hmm. Uh, while in the Netherlands, everything closes at like like all the shops close at like five mm-hmm. um, in the afternoon and then the restaurants only stay open until like 10 or 11 and then it's like okay go home but in South America it's like an ever um, evolving ever continuing uh, yeah nightlife and it's just you can go anywhere you like and I really like that about it. Uh, I remember when I was in Argentina we were going to go out to the club one night, but it didn't open until 1 a.m. So we had to wait until 1 a.m. to go to this club. Oh, really? And I thought in the United States, the clubs, like, they're closed by 1 a.m. Like, it was so yeah, funny. Exactly. <laughs> I wish sometimes that it's a little bit more like uh, there in the Netherlands. But what is the biggest lesson that you are going to take away from traveling? A thing, yeah, I learned is that you're never alone. Even, yeah, even if you feel like, oh, this is so fucked up and so shitty and it will never be all right again, there are always people to help you. Also, when I heard about, okay, I do have to return now, but I was completely alone. I just arrived in a new uh, in a new hostel and I had to return because of COVID. Um, I could find other people who also had, yeah, the same problems and then uh, with those people I traveled back to Santiago and I crossed the border and uh, yeah it's just like okay even if you're feeling alone just find other people and they uh, they're experiencing probably the same and also want to uh, meet someone uh, to yeah share their problems or feelings with. Is travel for everyone? Travel is for everyone who is open to new cultures um, and to new experiences um, and of course, there are a lot of forms of traveling. So I think, yeah, traveling is for everyone. Where are you going next? Oh, yeah, I, I'm going back to South America for sure, because I just want to finish what I started and I liked it so much. Um, and I just want to keep improving my Spanish and, yeah, to finish my uh, globe, yeah, the, the trip I've planned. My last question is... What are your travel recommendations? Where do you recommend people to go? I really yeah, would recommend Patagonia, as I mentioned before. Um, if you really like the nature, like nature, uh, well, I would really recommend Berlin. Um, and also, I think I, I could use some recommendations because <laughs> I haven't seen that much yet. So thank you so much for sharing your stories and your knowledge. 
where can listeners find your travel photos or your travel content? I will post it uh, soon. <laughs> and my Instagram is called uh, Mira X Linsen. It's spelled M I R A X L I N S E N. Perfect. Mira, you are the first uh, non-native English speaker I've had on the podcast. So thank you so much for doing this. I loved hearing your experiences. I'm sad that your travels were cut so short, but um, I'm so glad I got to meet you traveling. And you're such a really nice, positive person. So thank you for being here and for sharing things with people. Yeah, thank you too for inviting me. I really liked talking about it and to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to this episode of Friendly Faces, Amazing Places. If you'd like to see pictures from my guests' travels, go ahead and check out our Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube channels. And if you want to stay up to date on future upcoming episodes, please follow and subscribe. Woo!